Yes, God. We just thank you that your goodness runs after us, that though we are prone to turn away, even though we have these tendencies to to go and chase after other things, Lord, you never stop chasing after us. So God, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you never give up on us, that you are faithful, that you love us. So God, as we gather here today, Let your love flow in this place, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Great. Feel free to take your seats. Awesome. How are we today, church? I'm going to try that one more time. How are we today, church? Can I get a well? Can I go whoop, whoop? Yeah, all right. Settle down. All right. Today, today uh, I get to bring part three of our Standing Strong series. So I'm very excited for that. But before we get into that, I wanted to do a bit of a magic trick with all of you. Ooh, yeah. Uh, emphasis on the trick because magic is of the devil. So... Um, it's not even really a trick, but you know when like magicians all write down a number on a card, put it in an envelope, chuck the envelope on, on fire or something, and then like they'll get someone to pick a number, random number, they ask them if they want to change it, no, you sure, yep, all right. Then they say the number and then they whip out, like they put out the fire with more evil magic and then they like pull out the card and it's the same number. You know those things? All right, so I'm not doing that, but it's like this predictive trick, right? Like they predict something. So I thought I'd predict something today. So if I can have that first slide up, you may recognize this as a vague resemblance of the seating uh, arrangement that we've got on today. So I'm actually going to predict where every single person has chosen to sit today. Does that sound all right? All right, I'm going to do it in a real vague way. And as I'm looking around now, I can tell you I'll be lucky if I get 50%. But here we go. So starting off with an easy one. If you're a pastor, you're probably in this front row. Right, this section here. So out of you guys, who's a pastor? Just hands up. Three out of five. All right, all right, off to a good start. Second one, if you're in that back row, you're probably, like if you're on the worship team, you're probably in that back row there. Hands up if you're on the worship team. Hey, we got them. Seats were reserved for both of those groups. This next one, this next one was not reserved though. This one, these seats were up to grab for anyone. So see how we go here. This front row, if you're on the youth team, you're probably in the front row. Hands up if you're on the youth team. We got two or three, maybe. All right. I'm looking now, it's probably like the second row now. So note that for next time. Uh, what's, what's the next section I had up? Oh, this one's a risky one. If you're wise, um, <laughs> retired perhaps. Anyone, anyone retired and wise in the back couple of rows there? Hands up. Yeah, we got a few of them. Yay. Awesome. All right. Wow, this is going better than I thought. All right, what's the next section? I've forgotten what... Oh, if you're a farmer, any farmers <laughs> over here? And it, all right, one, two, yeah, we got two. If, if you live on a farm, that counts. If you want a farm, that counts. 
We'll change the rules, don't we? All right, uh, next section is, oh, this back row. So this back one, um, my guess was, and I can see I'm probably wrong now, my guess was that um, parents of small children would come in, that stay close to the parenting room, that stay close to the exit. Any, any parents of small children? Yana, thank you. We got one. All right, next, next group. Oh, oh, the middle section. I'm trying to remember what I thought for this one. So my prediction was that people that work in schools or are studying might be in this middle section. Anyone working in schools or studying? A fair few. Okay, not too bad. Uh, the next one, I think, is actually not so much of a prediction. This is, this is actually a bit of a, a rumour that I'm about to lay on y'all. So I don't know if this is true, but this is what I heard. And I wanted to get it out in the open once and for all. I've heard from a friend who used to sit in this section that there's a couple of people that hand out lollies during the service in this area. Is that true? Is that true? Anyone with lollies today? Hey, one. Okay. All right, so that's the popular section. Uh, what's next? We got this front group here. So I didn't actually know who to expect because junior high sometimes sits there. So my guess was that because they're not in today, it'd just be people who rocked up late and got ushered down. Is that right? Okay, okay, I'll feel them. Right. Fantastic. And I've actually, this is, you guys are going to love this. So my guess was that Wendy Kennywell, hi Wendy, Normally, sits just here, if we can have that last one up, there's no one there today. Um, but Wendy's awesome, so shout out to Wendy. All right, now we'll start preaching. Um, no, the, reason, the reason I kind of wanted to share some of that is because I think it's interesting. There's, there's two rows with some reserved signs on them, but everything else is up for grabs. Like, there's no set seats, guys. Did you know that? Like, you can sit anywhere. You can even sit in the reserve seat, probably. You'd probably get away with it. But I'm just going to forgive you. So. But, like, we, we tend to kind of form these groups. We tend to kind of sit with people that we've got similarities with. Generally, it's because of friendships and all that rubbish. But, like, <laughs> sorry. It's what my theory is that we are created for community that we are drawn to and we belong in community. And so as we approach the third part of Standing Strong series, I want to suggest today that community helps us to stand strong. Uh, so part one was brought to us by Tash Smith, who shared about um, not just standing strong, but continuing strong and finishing strong. You might remember the picture of the half horse, half vague horse that she had up. <laughs> Um, last week, Josh shared about comparison and how it's important not to look to what the world offers, but look to what God has for us. Um, and so today, yeah, I want to share about community. And um, our, our key verse for this series comes from Ephesians 6, 10 to 13. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. 
and after you have done everything, to stand. Yeah, so I believe community helps us to stand strong. I've got three kind of areas that I want to explore today. Firstly, that community requires us. Secondly, community repositions us. And thirdly, that community reminds us. So before we get into all those, why don't you bow your heads, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I'm just some dude, so God, I thank you that you're here, that you are speaking to everyone in this room. Lord, I just pray that our hearts and minds would be open to what you have to say today. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. We want to hear from you. We want to draw close to you today. So Lord Jesus, as we draw near to you, I thank you that you promise that you draw near to us. God, we thank you that you are here. We thank you for everything you've been doing in our lives, everything you're doing now, everything you will continue to do. So God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so firstly, community requires us. Has anyone ever tried to make their own community? My family sure did. We were homeschooled. And that tells you most of what you need to know. We, we uh, at a young age, decided to make our own country. Uh, and we had chickens, so we called it Chukria. Um, our flag was white with a yellow circle in it, uh, resembling an egg. And, yeah, it was great. We, each week we held a, um, what do you call it when you vote for someone to take over in leadership? An election. We held an election every week and each one of us would get to be president and we'd make up rules and stuff that everyone else had to follow. I remember one rule was every time you walked through a doorway, you had to like... So it was like all chicken themed. I don't know what... Like we could have gone with anything, but we went with chickens. It was great. We even had an anthem. I'm not going to sing it for you now, but... Chukria, wonderful chuk... Anyway, no, I'll... Maybe later. Uh, but it was great. We got to form our own community. It was great fun. But you can't form a community by yourself. You need other people, right? It just, you know, one person is not a community. That's just, it's just some guy, you know? So, or girl. I won't be, I won't be sick. Um, but you need people, right? You need people for a community. It doesn't work with just one. So community requires us. If you want to be part of community, you've got to contribute. You've got to be part of it. Um, right from the very beginning, humans were made for community. Um, Genesis 2 and a bit says, the Lord God said, sorry, 2.18. The Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Man needed community. Woman was built for it. Any women in the house? Come on. You're made for it. You know, like we need community. We're built for community. We're made in the image of God, who is not just one dude, he's a community. You only need two, three more, maybe, more than Maria, but you need more than one. And so community requires us. And it doesn't just require us, it requires of us. There's a cost involved that when you're part of a community, you actually need to give something. It, it costs you. Um, but the way God's done it is really clever. And I'm more and more just in admiration of, of how he's designed everything. Um, that having people to support 
makes us grow. It has to, because I don't know if you've ever, you know, had friends before, but like, I've, I've recently come across some and it's, uh, <laughs> it's hard. Like, you know, like it, it requires of us. And, and in order for relationships to go well, we need to become more like God. If we're not like God, then, then the relationships aren't going to go too well. And so having relationships forces us to kind of grow more and more like God is. And so like there's, there's heaps of, when, you, when you're born, you're born into a family. And, and so the design is that kind of as soon as you're born, you, you firstly learn dependence. That you have to depend on something other than you to survive. And so right from as soon as we're, we enter into the world, we're, we're learning about relying on others. And, and as you continue to grow it, there's, there's different levels. Like I had to rely on my mum and dad for my survival and I had, to, um, I had to kind of cooperate with my siblings so that my survival wasn't just suffering. <laughs> you know, you've got to work with them. Otherwise, you just like you can bicker and fight, which I did a lot. But if you want it to go well, you have to be more like God. And you have to be able to put the selfishness aside and actually contribute and look out for them and work with them. It, it costs us. It takes something of us. And it's hard. Um, friendships. As you so, all right, you're a, you're a kid. You've got to rely on your parents. You've got to cooperate with any siblings you may have. But but then, as you kind of get older, you develop friendships, and you can be a bit more picky with friendships, can't you? Like you don't get to pick family, but you get to pick your friends. You just find the easy ones to get along with. That's what I've done. Thanks, Chris. Um, <laughs> but uh, Seb, no, no, I'm kidding. He's he's not here to defend himself. I'll get him later. But um, <laughs> where was I going? Yeah, friendships, like, you can be more picky, but as you kind of develop friendships, you, you've got to open up for that to work. You, like, you've got to start to trust them, which means you're inevitably going to be let down, so you've got to learn to deal with that. You, you've got to learn forgiveness if you want the friendships to last. You, so we have to become more like God for any of these to work. Marriage, I've heard, haven't done it myself yet, but marriage, I've heard, is, is the big one. That's the one people seem to kick up a fuss about. Um, this is this is hearsay. So, but no, like it costs so much. Like it, you actually need to lay down your life for another person, day after day after day. Like that sounds hard. I, our pastors here refer to it as a what is it factory a trigger factory. I don't know how many triggers you've got, but you find out when you get married. That's apparently. Any any married people? Just give me a little like real subtle. There we go. Oh, a real open about it. All right. But uh, yeah, like it's, it's hard. It, it costs you. You have, to, you have to become more like God. You have to not just expect community to be there for you, but you need to be there for community. Um, when I was, well, like I said, I, I grew up homeschooled. Um, when I was about 12 and a half, kind of close to 13, I started Air Force Cadets. So that was my first taste of community beyond the people my parents knew. Um, as, as a homeschooler, if you're going to meet someone, it's kind of like mum, mum says, all right, today we're going to the Gibsons' house. Now, the Gibsons live on a farm 
and there's a boy your age named Joshua, all right? So you're going to be friends with Joshua because that's how it works, <laughs> all right? Now, he's into race cars. He's into, um, he's got a quad bike. Now, you're not allowed on the quad bike, but he's allowed on the quad, you know, like, so you find out all about them before you even get there. And then you get there and he's like, you're Walter. And I'm like, you're Josh, we're friends now. Like, it's that easy. When I, when I joined cadets, I found out, oh, it's not that easy. Because there's just all these faces and I have no idea what's going on behind the faces. I just kind of got to guess and try to figure out what each person is like and what they expect me to be like and then try to fit that but also be true to myself. And It was terrible. I did really badly at first. I'd kind of just stand in the corner and I'd look at all the stuff they've got in cabinets, which wasn't very interesting, but it was better than people. People are hard. And so when I was trying to make friends, I struggled. But after a while, I realized if I can just be a friend, then I've got friends. And so I stopped trying to get them to be my friend and I just started being their friend. And that was, that was easy as. Like it, it cost more, but people responded really well to it. Community responds really well when, when you just jump in, when, when you be a friend first, when you take that first step. And so my first point for us today is that community falls when we don't contribute to it. The second area I want to look at today is that community repositions us. Um, the, the verse I want to focus on from our, from our key scripture is, is Ephesians 10.13, which says, Therefore put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. And so we get this picture of there's an enemy, there's evil to fight, we've got to put on our armour and take a stand against it. And I don't know if you've ever done sword fighting. Homeschoolers did that a lot. Um, every week or two, we'd have show and tell in this, uh, where was it, Sterling Library. And then we'd all walk down to the park and we'd all have brought our lightsabers. You remember the lightsabers? The big, like, chunky ones that they used to have? So we'd all have those and we'd just, like, lash into each other. Um, I was one of the smaller guys at the time, so I lost a lot. But it was good fun. It's, it's a lot easier when you've got teammates. If it's 1v everyone, which was all the small guys against the tall guy, it was hard for him. But, but if you have teammates beside you, man, taking your stand becomes a whole lot easier. So if I can get a couple of people to stand beside me now, I'm looking not in the front row because you guys were hoping for this. I'm looking, I'm looking right back in here somewhere. Who we got? Oh, JP. JP, come on up, man. And someone else, who else have we got? Maybe Kano. Come on up, Kane. Give these boys a round of applause, please. All right. Grab a sword. Grab a sword. I'll grab a sword. And then grab a shield. Yes. These are shields, guys. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Come stand beside me, boys. I've got to check my notes before we do this. Okay. So if this is what we're meant to be like, all right, shields up. Zenkutsu Dutch, that's Japanese for front stance. 
You lean forward a little bit, it helps you take the bow. All right? This is ready to fight, you know? And, and as you can see, you guys are the enemy. The forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Uh, we're here to take our stand against you. But that's kind of what the armor's for, right? Is, is when we put on the armor, when we raise our shield, it's to defend ourselves against the enemy. But what we so often do, ready, is we put up our defenses against our friends. What's with that? Now we're... I'm in the middle. Oh, you go in the middle, okay? No. No, that's all right. Um, you know, now we're raising up our defense against our friends. It's like at the start I said, how you going, church? And you all said, good. good. Was it true? Who knows? Maybe for some of you. But I know I've used that in the past as, a, as just, oh, yeah, you just say good and then they stop asking, you know. I'm actually quite tired and angry because I, there was a mosquito in my room all night. and I, You know, but I, I don't want to be a burden. So I just say good. You know, how you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Nothing wrong here. Don't check. And you put up your defences. And what happens is when you put up your defences against your friends, you open up yourself to the enemy. You can't defend against both. And so what we've got to learn to do is actually, if we want to defend against the enemy, we've got to let people in. Right? <laughs> And so, and so we'll say something like, yeah, good, because I just, like, I don't, want, I don't want to be a burden. I want to say to you today, you need to be a burden if community is going to work. You need to let people help you. And you've got to help other people. You, you can't just kind of put up your defences. I think there's kind of three main reasons that we put up our defences. Either I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to drag other people down. Or maybe... Someone let you down in the past. You were vulnerable and they stabbed you. Please don't. <laughs> stabbed in the back. Wow, JP. And he's on the youth team. No, all right. So, so maybe, maybe you've been hurt before. And so you're kind of always on edge. Every, every little move they make, you flinch. Put up your defences. You, you don't want to get hurt again. And so you raise up your defence. You, you don't want them to pull you down. So either I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to pull you down. Well, I don't, I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want you to pull me down. Or maybe we just think, well, there's stuff going on in my life, but, you know, there's an enemy coming. I, I, we can't deal with it now. So I'm just going to bury myself. I'm going to bury it. I'm just going to bury the problem, and then none of us have to deal with it. Right? Nothing can get to me. I'm Okay. But you're not in community anymore. You're in your own little box made of defense. Which is awesome if you're Iron Man. But besides that, it's, it's not really helpful for community. And so that third one, when you bury it, that's saying, like, I don't want to pull myself down. I don't want to pull others down. I don't want them to pull me down. I don't want to pull myself down. But the thing is, the idea that this stuff can defeat you is a lie. We've already won the victory. We're not standing on our own. We're standing in the victory of the cross. None of this stuff can defeat you. And so you don't need to put up your defenses against your friends. Keep your eyes on the enemy. Keep your shields 
against the enemy and open yourself up to support. Great. Thanks, guys. Big round of applause for you, Bruce. Thank you so much. I'll leave that somewhere for the worship team to trip over. <laughs> I won't. All right. And so we need others around us to reposition us, to, to point us back in the right direction. And we need to let them. And so point two is that community falls when we don't let others contribute to it. Point one, contribute, community falls when we don't contribute to it. Point two, community falls when we don't let others contribute to it. And the third point for this morning is that community reminds us. Sorry, that's not the third point. There's a third area I want to look at. Community reminds us. Standing strong gets a whole lot harder when, when we forget the victory that was won for us. When we think that, that we're defeated, we lower our shield, we, we kind of just succumb to the enemy. And so we need people around us to remind us, remind us of the truth, remind us of his goodness, remind us of the victory. And I don't know what's going on in, in each of your lives, but God does. 100% He does. And I'm sure that each of us have areas in our lives where we feel defeated. Things that we've been crying out to God for over and over again and when we haven't heard a response yet. Things that we've been trying to accomplish and we just keep failing. I don't know, I don't know what it is for you. Maybe you feel just a bit lost Maybe you feel a bit hopeless. Maybe you feel a bit helpless. I don't know what it is. But God knows. And that's why we need a community of believers around us to remind us that you are not lost. You are found. You are not helpless. You have a helper. You are not hopeless. You have a hope and a future. We need Believers around us, we need a community that is going to remind us that no matter how bad it seems, He is good. Hebrews 10.25 says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. He is coming back soon, and the enemy knows it. He knows he's only got a limited time with us. And so as that day approaches, he's ramping up his attacks. And so more and more, we've got to be on guard. We've got to stand strong against him side by side with one another. We need community now more than ever. I keep saying it wrong. Community helps us to stand strong. So point three, when we contribute to community, community stands strong. And we have a word for when our community stands strong together. We have a word for when we as the church remember the victory of the cross. That word is communion. When we take the time to remember his goodness, to remember what he's done, to remember the promises. And so what we're going to do as... Um, 
as the elements get passed out, we're going to take communion together. I know we normally do it on a, you know, the first Sunday of the month, but I just felt on my heart that community, sorry, communion is not just something for once a month. It's not just something for that special 9 a.m. service. It's, it's something for every day. It's something for all the time. It's something for our community to do together. And so we're going to take communion. I just, I'd like you guys to just stay seated. The band is going to play, well, these guys are going to play uh, and sing a song for us all. It's, it's one I don't think we've heard in church before. It's, it's called Communion. And what I'd like you to do, as the elements come around, as, as this song is played, is to just reflect on the victory of the cross and everything that that means for you, every impact that has made on your life, everything he's gotten you through, every hard day, every hard season that you've survived. I want you to remember his goodness, his faithfulness, his provision in those hard times. Let's remember how good he is, everything he's done for you. Remember what he promises, that, that we are saved, that we have freedom, that we have joy, that we are loved, that no weapon formed against us shall remain. And so just take this time as this song is played, remember him. Just going to read from Matthew 26, verse 26 to 28. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So I just encourage you to eat and drink when you're ready and just reflect on his goodness.